Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the Internet's bullshit. And I'm, uh, you know who I am. I don't have to keep saying my name every week and... You know, you, you, you know what we do by now. So but what what about know? our listeners tuning in for the very first time? Oh, we don't have to worry about that problem. Should we direct them to another episode? Go listen to episode 27. That's a good one. All right. That's the uh, that's the Gordian Knot episode. They'll learn a lot about Matt in that episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for those of you joining us for the first. OK, we there's there's no one joining us for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't probably- have to worry about the problem of new listeners. The problem is the people who are joining us for the last time. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, don't go. For those of you joining us for the last time is more probably more accurate. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a good run. Thank you very much for your support over these over the last year and a half or so. Uh, Matt and I really do appreciate it. And um, the good news is we'll be here when you come back. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know. <laughs> all right. So I just want to jump right in. We've got a couple bangers here to discuss, and I want to make sure we get through all of it in today's episode. First question comes from one of our favorite places on the Internet. Our listeners should be. For those of you joining us for the last time, you are probably very familiar with r slash no stupid questions. The one place on the Internet where you can ask any question and by virtue of its digital location, it's not stupid. Yeah, this is posted by user VRFRUBG or VIFRUBG. All right. I like the and first one ask, better. Yeah, it's probably better to just say the letters. Uh, but they ask, what happens if you fart whilst wearing a butt plug? Uh, f- first of all, um, good use of whilst, I think. I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's it's I've never heard of such fancy language when discussing a butt plug. I think we're dealing with a Shakespeare lit major here. Um, do you does one wear a butt plug or does one insert it? That's a good question. Is I think you maybe wear it if you have a strap that somehow you, it's like a jock strap, but just reverse one up up the butt. Then I would say you wear a uh, butt plug. But do you wear a dildo? I don't know if that's I don't know if that's accurate. I mean, you you absolutely can. They have they have strap ons. Yeah, but but it's 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 um the strap on is not a dildo, right? Um, well, a strap on a, like a vibrate like a vibrator like a vibrator is what I'm talking okay, about. Well, so here's 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 what I'll say about this. I I think I can parse this out without even inserting dildos into the conversation, Matt. Oh well, there's nothing wrong with inserting a dildo every now and then, you know. <laughs> if you are naked and you in and, and you put a butt plug into your into your anus and where it's supposed to go, yep, yep, that's that where is the, an insertion. Where the sun don't shine if you're in the seventh grade, right? Yeah. However, if you insert a butt plug and then put on the rest of your clothes and then, you know, go out and like go to the grocery store, dinner, 
whatever. Cirque du Soleil. Then you are in fact wearing it as an article of clothing. I still don't buy that. I, I think you're. I think maybe you you could you could say you're wearing it as if you're if it's a, if it, if it has straps and you put it on like you put on underwear. Either way, um, let's get to let's get to the let's get to the stinkier part of the question here. I also think that whether or not there's a decorative element to it, because some of the bu- some butt plugs have like a little like jewel on the end or some sort of design on the end. Yeah. So I think if you're choosing, if you're wearing, if you're just a rhinestone cowboy with a rhinestone butt plug, you are in fact wearing that butt plug as a fashion accessory in addition to the no, practical no. the practical necessity of having something jammed into your ass. Uh, the reason I know it's not a fashion statement is because you put clothes over it. So you, you're trying to, you know, which is good, which is just, just good practice. I'm not trying to tell people to go out and show off your bejeweled butt plugs to the world. But we are also not telling you not to. I mean, do, uh, it, we, do whatever you want within the confines of our legal system and to consenting adults. Or maybe maybe more than that, you know, as long as yeah, they're all consenting. Allegedly. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's a hat tip from la- last week's episode. So, yeah. We are wreckyourpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Send us all of your bedazzled butt plugs. <laughs> um, all right. So what happens if you fart? That's a fantastic question. I don't think either of us actually looked up what happens when you fart. I assume that the air would probably just find a way to escape or not. Like, escape, through, like, through, like through the sides or like something. It just go around. It just, yeah. It'll, you know, it'll do what gas does. Life finds a way is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think it's possible to get stopped up. It's not like you're putting a cork in like a wine bottle or something. I'm what not if, sure. What if, what if it is actually a cork that you put in your butt? Then I think you're just like a hardcore butt plug enthusiast. It sounds like a rough time if I'm being honest. Any butt plug sounds like a rough time if I'm being completely honest. I think if you're using a cork butt plug, it it, it is actually poor etiquette, unlike in the wine world, to uh, uh, smell smell it. Yeah, you can't can't just wave it under your nose after you pull it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can if you're into that. Like, again, we are not here to pass judgment. We are here to tell you what happens when you fart when you wear a butt plug. And what happens when you fart when you wear a butt plug is you, you, you fart and it might make a different noise. You know, I might make a I feel like I might make a look like when you have a balloon and you just let a little air out and it makes that fizziness, that that, that hissy sound. Let me let me see if I can do one. You sound like you sound like an elephant with a cold. No, that's that, 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 that that's if you have a loose butt. That's after the butt plugs taken out. <laughs> that's is it's, it's like it's like it's like, you know, Oh, bravo, Matt. That's what your happens. Fo- your That's Foley work is on point this episode. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I think that maybe what, what's missing here is, yes, people may have to fart while wearing or inserting, uh, however you want to parse that out. Yep. Uh, so maybe maybe what we're missing here is a clear demand in the market for a gas-vented butt plug. And if we're venting gas through the butt plug, uh, then why not add a little noisemaker in there? Oh, man. You know, like a little kazoo or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if the market's asking for that. But it's interesting. The butt plug material matters, too, right? If it's like silicone or if it, gas can get around that shit if it's a softer material. Gas can but get around that shit. But you're talking about putting in a hole... So you could potentially have a piece of fecal matter fly out of the butt plug. No, no, I don't want to. If you trust, if you trust the fart a little too much, and if you have a hole in it, what's stopping shit from coming out? I don't know, like a safety screen. Matt, we're still workshopping like, this like item. Uh, we can add in all sorts uh, of safety measures, like, like, <laughs> like a like a weed pipe with a screen in it, so you don't get the. <laughs> 
You see anus screen? They're already making them, so it's not like we're going to have to custom manufacture this part. We can just patent utility patent for that. Is what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I've learned um, nothing from watching Shark Tank, it's how to it's how to properly protect my butt plugs with patents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, I think it's an interesting question. I think um, a, a way around this, too, is just make sure you're, like, not eating foods that make you gassy before you put in a mm-hmm. butt plug. That's just good practice in general, I would say. For if you're sure, doing right? butt stuff, you don't want to be eating food that's going to cause problems down that way. So let, let's talk about some of those foods. Obviously, beans are high on the list. Cabbage, I would say, right? And cabbage, broccoli, and cauliflower are all basically the same creature. So I feel like uh, any kind of fermented food, maybe you don't, you oh. don't, you don't want to be eating kimchi when you're about you, to do you some know butt what, stuff. You know what makes me gassy? Uh, probably beer. what? Oh, beer does beer. Oh Man, yeah. Last, last episode, you told me you drank a bunch of beer, and you told me that would be your drink of choice if you had to drink yourself to death. So it sounds like you just fart yourself to death. Yeah, like it's it's basically it's a better homemade than SpaceX. It just just uh, what I do is I, I sit in my garage. Oh God. I close the I sit, sit in my, my garage. I close, chair. <laughs> I close the I close the garage door. I roll the windows up. I wear a and butt plug. I just sit there with a can of beans and a and a and and a case of beer, and that's how I'm going out. <laughs> Man, I feel like in the garage, no AC, just no, wearing mean, wearing a butt plug, <laughs> not farting. You know. that's a, maybe that's another thing. You know, you wear the butt plug, and then maybe. Maybe maybe some like rubber pants on top of that, and then you just wait to explode. And then some leather chaps on top of that, assless chaps. And a ball gag. Yeah. yeah nowhere to go. And then you just sit in the car and you explode. Go, it'll, it'll go out your ears. You need to wear hearing protection. So, no, yeah. Um, so don't eat gassy foods. I guess don't drink beer if you're about to. I think we've. Uh satisfied the curiosity of this reddit user and unless you are intentionally trying to kill yourself by stopping the gas up inside of your body and just remember your belly button is an emergency blowhole i don't know no yes no it is not that's how that's how how bodies work uh, with my medieval understanding of bodies. yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yep i've got another topic here that involves bodily functions and maybe some humor here this is uh from r slash new stupid questions if you're just now jumping into the episode, go ahead and start back to the beginning. We already explained what No Stupid Questions is. I'm not going to do it twice in an episode. Uh, <laughs> and this one is posted by user Ricky Fontaine. And Ricky asks, if you see someone trip and fall, is it OK to laugh if they are not hurt? Uh, is is the that question. the whole question? That's the whole that, question? That is the whole question. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, if like, where would our podcast be if we weren't occasionally, occasionally having a laugh at the expense of somebody else's misfortune? And the fact that the person wasn't hurt is what makes it harmless fun. Yeah, I, I think context matters. Um, Con- okay, fair it, enough. If this is someone who you are close with, is it a friend or maybe a close relative, like a sibling? I'd say it's A-OK if they're not hurt, right? If it's a stranger or an elderly person or maybe a disabled person, even if they're not hurt, I don't think we should be laughing at, at, at that. I would like say. any of our geriatric presidents falling off of a plane. Or a bike, as happened a few weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. but he was, of course, unhurt. He, so. he was also stationary, too, which is very funny. But <laughs> I, I heard he doesn't even remember falling off the bike. So. Yeah. Or, or his or his <laughs> breakfast this morning that he had in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, again, context matters. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you've seen someone slip in public and not get hurt? And did you laugh? Uh, oh, God. Yes. Many times. <laughs> and I only on have- Mario Kart. Yeah. 
12 years ago, I took a guy, like we'd been friends, took him to a party at my cousin's house and he got rip roaring drunk. He was stumbled through the snow, took a leak. And I laughed when he tripped and he came back and he punched me in the face and he grabbed me by the throat. Whoa. And I, oh, I remember and the he, story. I've heard the story yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. So keep in mind, I've got this guy by like a hundred pounds. I just looked at him. I said, you're really going to want to let go. And he did. And nobody got hurt. So I guess the moral to that story is you shouldn't laugh at people who fall down. If you laugh at people who fall down, they may take a swing at you. Yeah, Uh, especially if they're loaded at a party. Yeah. The other example that I can think of, I was traveling in Turkey uh, on an archaeological tour. And one of the other students who uh, we're going to describe her in unfavorable terms. All right. She's just one of those people that was up the professor's ass the entire time, kind of a know-it-all, very big into Ayn Rand. Oh, okay. Say no more. Yeah, there there was a lot going on there that was just not great. We were walking down a stone staircase in the middle of rural Turkey, some old, um, some ancient like Scythian site. She, She falls and she lands on her butt and she goes, oh, well, at least I fell gracefully. And I may have chimed in. Uh, really? Cause it looked like you fell on your fucking ass. And <laughs> I realize now in hindsight, that wasn't the nicest response. So maybe I guess what I'm saying is, is it okay to laugh or make a joke at their, at somebody else's expense? Context does matter. I was clearly the bully in that situation. Um, first of all, falling like runs in my family. Like, um, my grandmother a few years ago fell and broke her hip on Thanksgiving. And then by mm-hmm. February, she had passed away. That set her on a decline. Um, the same grandmother 20 years o- earlier than that was in Paris and fell and broke her wrist. And she was with my mom. And my mom, being the French teacher, had to fucking translate everything with the doctor. <laughs> she, en- she ended up getting like, you know, pins in her hand, right? It's like my pop quiz hot shot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it was a. Uh, then my aunt uh, fell in Europe and broke the same wrist, which is her daughter, my grandma's daughter, <laughs> my, my mom's sister. And then my mom, she, again, she lives around here. And every few weeks, she'll text me, oh, I fell again. And it, it's kind of worrying, right? Yeah. And I fall too. I um, So it's genetic, I guess. You know, we have like shitty balance. I, I A few years ago in front of Target, I slipped on ice and, and I thought I might have actually broken some bone in my wrist, but I kind of never got it checked out. I was in Wall Street, uh, New York City, uh, a few years ago for New Year's Eve, and I f- uh, we were we were walking on our way to the 9/11, the memorial and everything. Yeah. And I fucking fell, broke my phone, and then I got up and I said, "Wow, this is the worst tragedy to happen around here in a long time." And then you were immediately <laughs> beaten to death by a bunch of native New Yorkers. No, no, <laughs> there's no native New Yorkers in on Wall Street, man. They're all they're all from like fucking like Jersey Shore people. Man. Man. Yeah. But um, yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, so uh, no one I, I never noticed anyone laugh at me. And I was I was not hurt these times, even when I said I might have my, my, my wrist was swollen in front of Target, but I never actually got it checked out. So I'll never I'll never know. But if I saw someone laughing at me, I would definitely like take it personally. I also fell in college in front of my history professor. And she right, f- Matt, I'm, I'm going to start a GoFundMe to just get you signed up for life alert. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I told my mom I, I got my mom going to like uh, physical therapy now to take balance um, yeah. exercises. And I'm probably going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her a Wii to the balance like, uh, you know, remember the Nintendo oh, yeah, Wii, yeah, balance? The Wii balance board. It's like Wii health, right? Or whatever. You know, you should, do, you should take a, a gymnastics class. No, I'm at 37. I should get into gymnastics. Yeah, that's a I talk about <laughs> flapping when people fall down. Yeah. 
I would I would watch. I will go to every single one of your gymnastics competitions, Matt. I will support you. I will photograph. I will film. Yeah, I'm sure you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I bet you will. Yeah. I will be your number one fan. Yeah, yeah, because if you'll you, be my only fan. So I can't. I, Not I to just, be confused with my only fans, which I will actually start if I get into gymnastics. I'll wear that leotard, and it will. That, that's how I'll pay for my gymnastics habit. My my thousand dollar a week gymnastics habit. Right. Oh, <laughs> I don't know man. how much it costs. It's got to be expensive. I'm sure. You know. Anyway, um, you know, so yeah, if, if you see me in the wild falling, don't fucking laugh at me, even if you're my friend, <laughs> Ryan. The only tumblers you should stop to appreciate are the ones holding your whiskey. I would say, oh, I was going to make a rock tumbler reference, but I like the whiskey tumblers a little better. Yeah, you know, I worked hard on that pun and I, I feel like I struck gold. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously we're joking about Matt taking a gymnastics class. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Right after I fucking joined the circus, run off to join the circus is when I'll, <laughs> is when I'll, I'll become an acrobat. I, I suppose another thing that your two, you know, middle-aged male hosts probably aren't going to have to worry about is menstrual cycles, which uh, <laughs> is the yeah. topic of this next topic from oh, r slash right. too afraid that's to right. ask. Uh, this was submitted by user Yetus fetuses. <laughs> What is it? Yeetus fetuses? Yeetus fetuses. Oh, man. Y-E-E-T, us, feet, F-E-E-T. Oh, feet. Okay. I I was thinking like fetus. I was thinking like fetus. Well, I think think that's the joke. You're you're yeeting fetuses. It's it's an abortion. He's an abortionist is the... he or is she. Title. He or she is an abortionist, yeah. And I hate calling forward, but we'll we'll come back to that topic. Um, Do you... uh, Do you think... Period products would be free if men had periods instead. Um, so uh, I think to answer this question, it's a little sensitive for sure. I think to answer this question, we need to think of, is there an analog in men's health? Yeah, seahorse. The only, no, I'm talking about in, <laughs> in like in human men's health, non-seahorse males, non-seahorse, you know, non-mother males. Um, <laughs> Um, by the way, Jim Gaffigan had just like a really great bit about that. He's like, how do you know the biologists weren't just really fucking stubborn? Like, oh, yeah, that's a male seahorse. It's having babies. Yeah, the male seahorse has babies, right? So <laughs> some stubborn biologists. Anyway, no, I think we need to think of an analog in men's health where that only happens to men that is also free. And I'm struggling to find that. I think prostate exams might be up there. We After you turn 40, you should get an annual... And you're in the butt by a doctor. If you go online, you'll find somebody who will do it for free. I guarantee you. And you can also find a butt plug in the shape of a doctor's finger, I'm sure, too. There's a lot of medical uh, fetishes out there. It it comes Um, with a a med school ring. (laughs) (laughs) The ring's on, but by the time you you desert it, the ring's gone, right? (laughs) Um, It's a a leave behind. It's fully biodegradable. Don't worry about it. The designer of the doctor finger butthole plug. uh, had already considered that eventuality. Uh, he's finger butthole plug MD. He didn't go to finger <laughs> butt plug school for 12 years and he called him mister. All right. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So I think um, uh, I, this question just like harkens to um, male privilege and how women are second class citizens in our society, especially when it comes to their health choices. But I think I don't know if this is true. I just I'm not sure who's given the tampons, the government. Or employers, I, I, like, I, like I, you know? I don't know, honestly. Yeah. This, yeah. I, I'm going to say no, but this, this question's phrased in an interesting way because it says if men had periods instead. So that makes uh, it kind okay. of difficult. So 
if male men having periods was the norm and women didn't have periods, would they be free? I don't know. But in a but in a situation in which everybody is having periods, it'd probably be a situation a lot like toilet paper. Yeah. Where toilet yeah. papers sometimes provided gratis. When you're toilet papering at home, you have to buy that toilet paper. But when you go out to a public restroom, toilet paper is provided for free. When you go to work. Is when you go yeah. to the airport, yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's it's really hard for me to say because I can't think of anything that is gendered. Actually, you know what? They provide baby changing tables for free in women's restrooms, and men have yeah. to complain. Well, there's also baby changing rooms in men's in some men's restrooms. Is coming along. It's coming. Yeah, around. yeah. It's, 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 it's the way around that like, is just to get a genderless bathroom. That's just the way around that. But you just have to yeah. put a baby change station in there. But um, what about there are places where you can get free tampons as a woman. Like you can go to places at work and there are like tampon dispensers that are free mm-hmm. and like um, um, a lot of government, uh, the, the army that provide tampons for free to, to women. Oh, yeah. Uh, the army, you really have to you really have to hold everybody's hand on pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I've told yeah. this story before, but when I was at Goodfellow Air Force Base, which is where the army does its signals intelligence training, San Matt's, Angelo, Texas, yep. Matt's alma mater. Yeah. Uh, milita- his military alma mater. You know, they, they make a big point of telling you you are the top one percent of the United States military. There's no fucking way that's true, but okay. Well, sure. th- no, it's not true because it, you, okay. So I went to tr- class with all of these other people and there's, if they're the, if they're the top 1% of the military, then we are, we we're worried. We should be worried with a fight with, with Canada. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the ASVAB, your overall, your, your overall score on the ASVAB is represented as a percentile. The highest score you can get is a 99. The ASVAB is a test you have to take before you get into the military. If you get a 99, you are in the top 1% of the United States military. However, to get the signals intelligence job, you have to have a score of 90 or above, which means by definition, you are at best the top 10%, and you can still get a waiver allowing you to get in there with a lower score if you have, a, a like for example, a language skill already, yeah, yeah. if you're a native speaker. Are they the top 1%? Probably not. And even so, even if they were the top 1%, that doesn't change the fact that above the urinals in the bathroom, there's a sign that says, please don't wipe your boogers on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. being the top 1% or even the top 10% of the United States military is not the accomplishment they're making it out to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had a pulse today. Congratulations, you're in the top 10% of the United States military, intellectually speaking. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that it would probably be more common for these things to be free, but I don't ne- I don't necessarily think that they would be free by default because we still live in a capitalist society. And if everybody needs something, then that something is for sale. Um, what do you think there would be tax on um, menstrual products if men also menstruated? That varies by country. I know some countries actually put a luxury tax on women uh, women's hygiene products. Wow. I don't. I don't think having a menstrual incident monthly is, is necessarily a luxury. Or is this person saying that men have vaginas to menstruate, or are men menstruating out of their penis? Because if if they're menstruating out of their penis, that's a completely different piece of equipment than if if they have vaginas. I think this is a beautiful world that's being imagined <laughs> by the asker, in which there are products specifically designed to keep men from bleeding out of the tips of their penis. All right, fair enough. So, long answer: we don't know. It's a hypothetical world. Anything is hypothetically possible. Yeah. Do I think that they should be free? I think in I think in a lot of contexts they should be, unless you're buying luxury tampons. Like or, lux- a, or, or luxury like, pads. Like velvet, like velvet tampons. Yeah, just like Louis Vuitton. Sustainably harvested sea sponges. Organic cotton. Or, or or just a person to follow you around with their hands cupped. Oh. 
That's uh, almost unfortunate. Sounds like a med- medieval <laughs> job. Sounds, sounds like a medieval job. But let's say let's say our penises did spray marinara sauce. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. So this uh, this next topic comes from Twitter. <laughs> um, it is at underscore kitty ghoul with no I. It's K T T Y. Um, the username is Alyssa. And the question is: Describe your eggplant emoji using a movie title. And we're going to go ahead and assume that the eggplant emoji means you're dong. If I'm going to describe my penis using a movie title, good gosh, um, Fast and Furious. I like the seven. Big, I like the Big Short. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Let's see how long we can do this. Let's oh keep going. gosh, uh, gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> uh, what about the whole nine yards? <laughs> extremely loud and incredibly close <laughs> all right um snow piercer is another one if you're oh, you know god damn it snow piercer again yeah yeah got, got <laughs> like, you I again think, I, I feel like snow pantser's uh, uh snow pantser snow piercer's <laughs> your official answer <laughs> yeah 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 like, um, I, I don't know that you can I don't know that you can choose another one after making that joke seven times on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Santa Claus, because it's a gift. Oh, there you go. Krampus more like it. <laughs> really, <laughs> really the Krampus. Maybe in a universe where uh, men are also having periods. Yeah. What about semi-pro? <laughs> What's funny about this tweet is the next tweet, because this, this tweet blew up. It has like more than 2,000 retweets 11,000 likes uh and oftentimes when a twitter when a tweet becomes very popular on twitter they'll reply with a second tweet um and it'll be like here's my Substack," or listen to my soundcloud or some some promoting some sort of project this one's and like here's a picture of my dick no this one this is a woman and she says if you want to see if you want it rated and want to see me nude it's five dollars and the links are her only fans <laughs> where 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 you can where you can send her photos of the big short and she will rate it for for the low low fee of five five dollars by the way have you have you like heard this is a thing where dudes are paying strangers women on the internet to rate their dicks i was aware that it happens I have not partaken of any no, of, of course these services. No, 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 um, no. I have. I know where I stand. I don't need a stranger to fucking tell me, you know, where, uh, <laughs> stand, leaning, leaning ever so slightly onto your third leg. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's got a 10 inch dick. I heard it on the Internet. Uh, it must be yeah. true. Yeah. Just 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 ask Fifth Special Forces Group Airborne. Yeah. Yeah. How about Operation Dumbo Drop? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. What about Apocalypse you'll Now? Never, you'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, um, uh, The Last Temptation of Christ? Oh, okay. Oh, Passion of the Christ. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're religious and you're saving yourself for marriage, that would be a perfectly apropos title. But lethal Weapon. All right, Matt, you can call your penis lethal weapon, but I'm going to call my my penis lethal weapon, too. The one where they kill the South Africans. Oh, spoiler alert. Jesus. Um, Terminator. <laughs> Sperminator. Sperminator. There you go. Uh, but not Predator. That's an 80s action uh, movie that we will not be... appropriate for penis descriptions. Correct. No, sir. Oh, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Beasts of the Southern Wild. <laughs> um... Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Um, wow, that's a throwback. Pootie Tang. You know, um, you know who helped made that movie? Yeah, it's Louis C.K. And then and then he asked for his name to be removed <laughs> because he's like, I do not want to be a part of this movie. So 
<laughs> he wasn't even famous yet. Who's just like, I don't want that to be my my first stepping stone. No, he 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 wants his lineage to be something completely different. But yeah. his legacy is 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 in a coffin. <laughs> What are movies like length in it? Like, you know, like the whole nine yards or like James and the Giant Peach. Uh, how about Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Is that a movie? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of Sylvester uh, Stallone. Oh. Oh, what another about, Sylvester Stallone classic. I heard it was a little bit over the top. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the Expendables. <laughs> oh, The Expendables is good. What about that new Pixar movie, Turning Red? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. The the clone, something like that. Um, There's Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, New Hope. Any of these are good, good penis titles. But um, Sausage Fest or Sausage Party. <laughs> sausage sausage whatever, Party. Whatever is, uh, is it Sausage Fest or Sausage Party? The the, the you know which party. one I'm talking about. Okay, Sausage yeah, Party. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sausage Party. I like that one. It's a movie called Downsizing. <laughs> um. Or falling down the Matt Saint sing story. Yeah. <laughs> Uncut gems is the last one. <laughs> Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Uh, well, what 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 about if you're if you're naming, let's say hypothetically speaking, in a world where men had periods instead and they had a vagina, what would you call your vagina, Matt? Um, I'd call mine snatch. Oh, oh, you mean like the movie? Like the, the movie. Mo- oh, okay, so you're talking. <laughs> so we're talking about movie movie titles for my vagina now. Is what yes. we're talking about. Um, Bridge to Terabithia, Seventh Gate. There you go, Stargate. Ooh, Ooh I like Stargate. Stargate. I like that one too. Stargate's pretty good. You know, <laughs> how about holes? How about holes? <laughs> <laughs> like that one was just sitting out there. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I don't know what movie title I would call my hypothetical vagina, but I know that what the sequel would be called. Baby's Day Out. Oh, yeah. Which there brings us go. to our next topic. I found this on r slash antinatalism. Have you heard of antinatalism, Matt? Are you like against little children? Is that what antinatalism? What is antinatalism it? is against birth? Basically, oh. an an- antinatalist in a lot of respects view the act of giving birth to another human as a form of violence because you are bringing somebody into the world without consulting them first, which is because you, know, because you can't, because you, you can't. can't. Yeah you're, you're, yeah. you're making a decision that results in another human being's life. And that human being's life may in fact be miserable. And you are the one responsible for bringing them into that terrible hellscape of a world in which democracy has failed. And Donald Trump is president again, which is uh, how, you know, we have no free will because the first interaction with your life, you have no, you, you, you're not consulted whether you, whether you should be born. You should, you're not consulted whether, where you want to be born to what kind of family. So I feel like the, the, the very first introduction to your life is not up to you. So, so our, our slash antinatalism is a forum in which people discuss that topic. Basically it's, it's mostly just a bunch of misanthropes who are mad that they were born. All right. And they're mad that other people are giving birth. Well, that's a little mad. fucked up. Yeah. Like they they don't hate they don't hate babies or children. They, they just hate, hate the human parents. race. They hate the human race. They, they hate wanna... the idea of making more humans. Yeah. Is there like an so, environmental argument component oh, to yeah, all I this? I mean, there's environmental arguments, economic arguments. There's a lot of reasons to not have kids, as you well know, as a avowed childless human. Yep. Yeah. But there's a difference between being childless and being against the concept of having children. Yeah, I'm not against that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the post that I found, it says, this makes me so mad with a red mad face emoji. <laughs> and it's a picture of a book entitled How to Make Your Baby an Internet Celebrity. Subtitle, Guiding Your Child to Success and Fulfillment by Rick Chillot with photography by Dustin Feistermacher. 
Feistermacher? Oh, <laughs> Is that a real name? Uh, I that's, don't know. What I, that's what I would call my vagina, Feistermacher. But it's, it's got a picture of a kind of a stereotypical cute baby with big chubby cheeks. You know, it looks like a diaper baby. All right, it's white baby. Yeah. yeah well, in this in this case, yes, but I have a feeling that's just the baby he had access to. Yeah. Uh, so it's got like steps, upload, download, dominate, and then it's got like pointers like remove crumbs before filming, meatball <laughs> cheeks, fuzzy. <laughs> Is this a real book? Yeah. Well, I mean, can yes. we do we did yes, we try it to, is. you try to find it? Like I um, did find it. Okay. Okay. How I much found it, it and thirty-three pages worth of samples. Are you going to buy it to make your baby famous? Uh, no, but I will. I will look at it in order to uh, come to some conclusions about this book. <laughs> I will judge a book by a cover for the first time. So the good news is you can buy the Kindle edition for seven ninety nine. This is never a good sign of the, about the popularity of your book because the Kindle version sells for seven ninety nine. That's the paperless digital copy. The paperback costs four ninety nine. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, so this book was released in twenty fourteen. I took a look at it. I opened it up. There's thirty three pages of this book that are available for preview. So it gave me the opportunity to dig into it without actually buying it. And I, I apologize to the author for that. However, I came to a conclusion about this book first glance because you get to the you get to the copyright page and it says disclaimer, no babies, human or otherwise, or other living creatures aside from the book designer and copy editor were harmed in the making of this book. They were harmed. The author, the author and publisher do not condone placing any baby or person in harm's way, even for a laugh or a quick buck. Babies are our future. So <laughs> I think out the gate, you, you kind of know what the what the tenor of this book is. Uh, <laughs> the way the way that reads, it sounds like the those two people got hurt. I mean, they kind of hurt themselves by making this book. They hurt their reputation. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- in the introduction, if destiny is fussy, burp it. And maybe this is kind of a, you could almost see this as a response to antinatalism uh, because it does mm. actually it does bring up the possibility. Consider the world your child's going to inherit: scarce jobs, fierce competition, dwindling opportunities. And then they joke about how your how all job interviews are going to be conducted by Roombas. So this is not a serious book. It is a very, very, very long Swiftian style parody piece about people putting their children on the Internet in order in order to get clicks and profit. And it's pissing off this one guy who's taking it a little too seriously. Yeah. So dear R like like everybody else on the Internet, the Redditors over at r slash antinatalism need to stop, take a moment and just Google what it is you're looking at instead of getting angry. Well, this is the Internet we're talking about where. (laughs) You know, where people don't don't take that extra step and they just they jump to anger. It's almost like a baseline on the Internet, man. What do you think the like I have a baby? Should I be preparing my baby for Internet fame? It's I I, again uh, and I hate to say this, but that's completely up to you and your wife. Like, again, this baby has no agency in this. Well, I mean, I hope he has an agency. He needs some sort of representation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these Gerber babies, these Gerber babies didn't get to choose. Yeah, I have a weird feeling about child actors because one, they're almost always fucked up later in life. Like they, yeah, but I don't want to see a thirty-year-old playing an eight-year-old. Well, then you shouldn't watch any TV shows where you have like. 32 year olds be like, I'm in high school. It's like, bro, you <laughs> shaved this morning. Like, what are you talking about? Like, well, that, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, 21 jump street is kind of an interesting phenomenon. So 21 jump street premieres in 1989. It runs through 1993 time during that four year time period. Johnny Depp never graduates from high school. He just keeps going in and busting people for drugs. Yeah. Um, but okay. So they are 20 something actors playing 20 something police officers acting like teenagers. Yeah. 
in order to interact with teenagers portrayed by 20-something actors. So everything kind of mellows out because everybody's in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. Or early 30s. Yeah, we're looking at you, Richard Grieco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are way too old to pretend to be in high school. Yeah, almost all these actors are, I feel like. Um, like except McLovin. He was the only guy to ever... Actually, Michael Sarah, I will say, uh, yep, yeah, yep, the entire Michael cast Sarah. of Superbad was extraordinarily well cast because those guys look like they could all be in high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even Jonah Hill. Yeah, for sure. Like every time I see Michael Sarah with a mustache, I'm like, mm, I'm not into it. <laughs> no, no. We're infantilizing Michael Sarah, but he kind of infantilizes himself by the roles that he chooses. He's got a typecast, I would say. Yeah, well, I, I haven't seen him in a whole lot lately. I know that he was recently in Pause of Fury, but that's an animated film. So maybe he's moving exclusively to voice work and getting that baby face off the big screen. Yeah, yeah. Like it's starting to get weird. Like that kid, <laughs> like the kid who sees dead people. Uh, Haley Joel Osment. I think he only does like uh, voice acting stuff now because he looks he does so a lot of voice weird. acting, but he's I've seen him on a few shows. Uh he was recently on the first season of the boys and okay. he did some sort of romantic comedy like six years ago. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. He was like a yeah. teacher. He played yep. a teacher. Yep. I remember that movie. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but I wouldn't name my penis after it. So it was so good. Matt named his penis after it and then forgot about it. Just the like si- everybody who's ever seen Matt's penis. Or the, that si- movie. the sixth sense would be a good name <laughs> too for one, you know, uh, die hard. Oh, with yeah. a vengeance. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Any other Bruce Willis movies? The, uh, or how about The Stand? Ooh, only if you're blessed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis movies. I like this. Um, what is um, uh, Armageddon? <laughs> Honestly, I think you could probably just choose any movie with John Hamm in it. It doesn't even have to be a pun. They'll he's in like a lot of comedies. Like, he's like he's, he's like in a lot in, of comedies. You know, uh, he, Ghostbusters, like, the Ghostbusters reboot, for example. John Hamm's in that, isn't he? The, the, the Ghostbusters Afterlife. No, no, the one the woman with the, the, the all woman one. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure he was in it. There was the guy Thor was in it. The guy who played Thor. Thor. I mean, I would I would look at his penis. How about Thor is a name for your penis? Yeah, right there. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Thor, love and thunder. Done. <laughs> there you go. All right. We got to stop this because it, it, it cannot get better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so um it's a it's a parody parents who, who take their kids and make it try to make them child actors they oftentimes end up stealing all their kids' money and these kids as adults do not turn out to be functioning adults so uh, there's definitely like an ethical dimension to this yeah there's 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 a slight dilemma but you know what um, you gotta pay rent somehow. Might as well yeah. exploit your baby. Yeah, and and a lot of those actors, uh, a lot of those child actors, do end up, you know, getting their, you know, their 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 royalties, you know, well into adulthood. So, but but um, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of child actors whose parents steal the money and they end up penniless. Like the like the all in the family kit guy, he. He ended up working for well, a moving company later in life because yeah, well, he did. Not he could not anymore. So fuck him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Webster was a security guard. The, the kid who played Webster and yeah. had to, he had to be a security guard because his parents mismanaged his funds so much. Well, a lot so. of people have to be security guards. So, but not, but don't, but they don't fucking have child TV shows. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Well, you know, and I, I, I completely, and I completely th- recognize the injustice of having having the money stolen away, but being sentenced to a lifetime of just a regular life that other people are living is not the worst thing in the world. I just feel like this kid got money that was stolen from them. Uh-huh. So that's fucked up. Like, like that, that, like that is fucked up. Well, you know, 
Talking to you, Dad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you steal money from your baby? Is this what this is coming? You're like, it's fine. You're like, it's fine. I 100% will if I get the chance. Yeah, we'll make him a Gerber baby. If any of my kids are dumb enough to get rich in front of me, yeah, I'm going to steal that money. Nice. All right. It's <laughs> funny. But you know whose money I wouldn't steal? Rick Reynolds, because um, because he's a nice guy. Because he's a nice guy and he let us use his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which is what I call my penis. Oh, well, the, the question wasn't named after an album, so. I know, but anytime I hear Rick Reynolds belt out a killer tune, I immediately create like a little movie in my head about us falling in love. Okay. Does that count? Nope. I'm still calling my penis portals in progress. All I don't right. care. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yep. if you're interested in finding a song on Rick's album that you could name your penis after, you can find him on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. Yeah, we're on social media, too. We have uh, Rick Your Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All right, and you'll also find us on the Cast Junkie Discord server. You'll find our link in the show notes. It's a fantastic community of podcast creators and fans. So not only can you go there to talk about Don't Wreck Yourself, you can also explore other podcasts and interact with other podcast professionals like us. Sounds professionals. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have a Gmail, too. Uh, Recurpod at gmail.com. Send us your best... Um, Bedazzled butt plug photos. Uh, yeah, that, that, I was going to say something else, but that cannot, that that doesn't hold a candle to what you said, so we'll go with that. Bedazzled <laughs> I mean, you can plug. hold a candle to it if that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if between now and next week you find yourself walking down the street and the person next to you just completely eats shit, <laughs> and you're wondering whether or not to laugh and you can't wait for our next episode, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. I'm, I'm not going to do check it again. Check yourself. No, I'm not doing it again. Check yourself. Check yourself, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we've got ourselves a... Oh, shit, I wasn't even recording. We are united, so far apart. Oh